Hello, welcome back to Rycast. I'm James Stewart, and today I've just walked up Rye Hill through the cemetery. Just stopped to admire the amazing view of our town. Not got the dog with me today, as today's Rycast is a visit to Rye Hospital, or rather Rye Winchelsea and District Memorial Hospital to give its full name. It's been a hospital on this site for centuries, so I'm keen to find out more about the history and what goes on at the hospital today. And of course, very much in the news recently, when the hospital became the first in the country to go carbon neutral. It's pretty quiet, although the hub and the main road are fairly busy, so let's head in. So outside the main door to the hospital, the company secretary is Fran Clent. Fran, just explain what's on this site. We've got the hospital, obviously, Rye Hospital is 19 bed ward, outpatients. We've got the hub, opened in August 2020. We've got Rye Medical Centre. We've got St Bart's residential homes and we've got the care home that's been coming in. So the memorial site itself is very substantial. We'll talk loads about the history in a moment or two, but while we're outside, it's a great location, high up on the hill, but it's outside town. Why here and why not actually in the town centre? I believe that's a historical thing. So the site here has always been right back to Roman times. Hill's always the safest place. You can see out to sea, you can see out all round. There was a monastery here, so it's always had a medical connection. But also, because we have our own parking, it's a lot more convenient. I mean, parking in Rye is pretty bad. So, yes, it's better actually to be up here than down there. Well, it's pretty busy with the road and the cars outside. Let's go inside. Well, we've come upstairs to the main part of the building, through the glass sliding doors, past reception. Down one end of the corridor, you can see patients having lunch. Down the other, the treatment rooms. And we're now in the staff rest area, and Jackie Dudfield has joined us. Jackie is the vice chair of the trustees and looks after the friends of the hospital. And this room's got a real connection to the community, hasn't it? Maureen Getley, who many people know, because she was a teacher here for... I think all of her professional life, she couldn't go out in the town without people saying, Miss Getley, this, and Miss Getley, that. And she was so proud of that. And she worked as a volunteer here for mm, 20 years, something like that, mostly on the front desk. And she felt it was really part of her hospital. And she was very fond of the staff. So when it came to looking at refurbishing the staff room we thought this would be a way forward for her she left us money from the sale of her house so we were able to plow that into a really comfortable bright light as you can see lovely room and now the staff are all up for it they're all coming up here and the other thing is it's not just the nursing staff it's all the staff that come in so it's a good place to network and they can relax look how comfortable it is and the hospital's really lucky to have it. Now, you're a former nurse, but you've never actually worked here. What does Rye Hospital mean to you? I find it's very special because I've always worked in large areas around the country, in hospitals and in big communities and with governments. And now this is looking at my own personal space. Having everything in one place here at the top of the hill, having the surgery here, having some Bart's here, having the hub building, the new building, and the hospital is sort of comforting. I understand the health service and I understand what it means to care for people. So it's very personal from that point of view. Fran, you've been here three years. 
Same question to you. What does hospital mean to you? Well, to be honest, when I first moved here, I didn't even know I had a hospital. I'm one of the guilty party that drove past it and didn't see it. But obviously, it's my job. I had worked at Addenbrooke's before in research, so I was familiar with the clinical environment. But it's a very lovely hospital. It's very family orientated. We see lots of different generations coming through. It's a small community. It's a lovely atmosphere. It's a very, very comforting, relaxing place. A lot of the patients, when they leave, they write lovely little testimonials, which I pop on the website. And most of them are saying about how friendly the staff is, how welcome they've been made, and how well they're looked after. So it's something that we really must continue. You mentioned the history when we were talking outside and the connection which goes back hundreds of years. Is there much evidence of what happened hundreds of years ago? Well, we're very lucky we've got one of our local historians who's actually one of our trustees, Jo Kirkham, and she's very keen on sharing all the history. And we have a permanent display in the foyer at the hospital going back hundreds of years. There's always been some kind of medical institution, whether it's a monastery, whether it's a leper's colony, whether it's a hospital, in this location. So there is fascinating history. Most of it is on our website, but if anybody wants to come and have a look, then they should pop up to the hospital. I guess back in the day, decades ago, start of the last century, this would have been a full hospital with operations taking place and emergency services. Is that right? It's always been the community hospital, so a lot of people will still tell us. In fact, down at the rugby club, they were telling us how they remember when they came with slit knees and, you know, bruises and all the rest of it and they came up here in fact I think I came here with toothache once so I think there's always been somebody here to help operations I don't think we went as far as that but then it closed yes it closed but that was just the pressures at the time I remember discussions I think it was St Helens then, it wasn't even the Conquest Hospital. I remember hearing mutterings about, well, we must draw in what money we've got because we're under pressure and one of the things we could easily do is close Rye. So for a while it was under threat and then it suddenly happened. The town was so angry. They were angry that their hospital had been taken from them. We are out on a limb here. We're right across the marsh and we're close to Kent and there's always that division with the health service between Sussex and Kent. So we're very much on the border and I think people were genuinely angry about that, passionate about it. So when Paul McCartney said he would try and raise the profile and he and Spike Milligan started to generate all that publicity, if you like, the town was really behind them. The person who really started the ball rolling for the campaign was a lady called Muriel Mayer, who was a well-known local lady, and she started the ball rolling, as I say, and banged on various doors and eventually banged on Paul McCartney's door, and that's when it really took off, when he and he and Linda and Spike got involved, raised the profile. But she was the orchestrator, I would say, right at the start. So how did it get reopened? It was fundraising. There was the passion, so it couldn't be ignored, and it became quite a press issue. And the town just collected as much money as they could, and Sir Paul McCartney put a lot of money into it. It was a lovely day when it really opened, and they had a march through the town, led by Paul McCartney, and the the town were just all behind them. It was a joyous moment. The health authority must have thought, actually, Rye does need a hospital. Yes, there's always a story behind the story, isn't there? 
And it became very evident that community hospitals could be a great asset to the main hub hospitals. So all around the country, they started to reopen. They might have changed slightly. They weren't quite the respite areas that they used to be, but they began to be identified particularly for the elderly. So they opened one ward, which we have now, which has changed enormously in the last few years, especially over COVID. And we also have an outpatients unit. How do you see the future? The future is looking to see what local needs there are. There are lots of different competing needs. One of the things that we really need, we know would be essential particularly when we have so many people coming to Camber in the summertime, is to have some sort of emergency service because it takes a long time to get to conquest. We have been for a long time looking towards a minor injury unit and that would be wonderful if we could get that set up. Also, now we have this wonderful building on the campus here. We have the hub building. We're looking at doing much more outreach because it's an ideal place for people who can get here, but we need to be able to support organisations that are already out there. And we know there's just competing needs for people. So we're trying to do some outreach work as well as doing some work here on the site. When we do events or if we go around and talk about the hospital or have little roadshows, that kind of thing, we are trying to go out into the surrounding villages because the charity's name is Rye, Winchelsea and Districts and it covers quite a big area. You know, we cover Icklesham, Beckley, Breed, Broadoak. So the spread is quite big. So we've made a conscious decision to try and move our events so they're not based in Rye, so we are going out and mixing more with the wider districts. And you're expanding as well. Tell me about the new care home. Yes, well, that, that's been on the cards for quite a few years. It's Greensleeves who are going to be responsible for the construction of that. Unfortunately, because of the cost of living and prices going up and construction being hit particularly badly, it has been delayed. It was supposed to have been built a couple of years ago. The latest we've heard is that it's going to start next year, so 2024. They have done some preliminary work, but the actual physical construction hasn't started yet. But I know a lot of people are wanting to book their place. Obviously, there's going to be staffing for that as well. So it is definitely still in the pipeline. People mustn't worry that it's not going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. It's just several things have have, um, stalled it for a little while. It's a big deal for this hospital then. Oh yes, I mean the idea being that once the care home is built we will be the, I believe, the only site in the country that has lifetime care. You've got your GP surgery, you've got the hospital, you've got the community hub, you've got the residential housing and then you've got the care home. So it's almost sort of cradle to grave is the idea. We're quite unusual and it's still quite a small site to pack it all in. We talked about the history earlier and the idea of constantly reinventing obviously you've got the decarbonisation story of a few weeks ago you must be really proud of that it was really a no-brainer because it got to a stage where the hospital had been around for sort of 23 24 years a lot of the life cycle the, the plant room it was beginning to get towards the end of its natural life so they decided well do we replace like for like or we do actually take the bold step and think do you know what we're going to go carbon neutral or as as close to as we can and once the decision was made we were very lucky we have a very good investment committee who had 
been storing up funds so the money was there, we could release it without having to do a fundraising campaign. Some of the technology that we decided on to start off with, we changed. We were going to do air sort heat pumps, we didn't, we went to Tesla batteries instead. So there were various tweaks that we had to make, but overall we're really pleased with the project and um, yeah. Yeah, it was a good decision. And I understand that Eastbourne are now doing a similar thing, but on a much bigger scale. So we're we're trailblazers. (laughs) Exciting times. What's the relationship with the NHS? So we, as a charity, own the building and we lease it to Esht, who is a local healthcare trust. And they've got a lease until 2030 which we review every 10 years. So we maintain the building and the fabric and they run the hospital with their own staff. The NHS though, you must be always worried about whether the hospital has a future. Yeah, there, there is always that in the background. It's closed once before, so... Yes, we are quietly confident that the NHS will always stay with us. We've got a very good working relationship with them. We have regular meetings, we share facilities, staff. We've got to a stage now where Rye is a vital hospital. It, it might be small, it might be on the outskirts of the county, but it is very important because it has a knock-on effect. If Rye were to close, there'd be a massive knock-on effect with the, the district hospitals. We all know that there aren't enough beds for people, so it would be madness to, to close a hospital that is working well. We are confident that there wouldn't be a problem. As this whole area grows, our future is opening out. It was felt that it would be a good idea to have a CEO. The CEO for the whole charity would be a permanent position and not a volunteer. So many of our senior posts, all the trustees, of course, are volunteers. So this is a great opportunity and we're looking across the board to recruit, hopefully next year, this person will come into place and we're really excited about that. It's an opportunity for new ideas, a new way of thinking. So we're Excited. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sense the hospital is really moving forward. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely it's moving forward. Even in the last mm, four or five years, I think one of the main things, Barry Nealon has been fabulous, absolutely fabulous in driving this forward. We wouldn't have the hub here. We wouldn't have the idea of the care home. He's been tenacious, very enthusiastic, put a lot of work in. And I think he's carried us all with him. And now we're into a new chapter, and now we're into development, and and we're looking more out rather than inwards. And it is the Rye and District Hospital, so we really owe it to our whole area, not just Little Rye. You're a volunteer here. Look after the friends, you're vice-chair of the trustees. What do you get out of it as a volunteer? As a volunteer, I really feel that I'm, it sounds a bit corny, but giving back. I don't like to do nothing. And when you just see there's a need, one thing begat another. There's always more to do. And once you get involved in an organisation, as most people will know, it just is a platform for lots of other things too. You get to know lots of people. And every time, every day is different. It's never routine. Even though you may think you've got some sort of plan and you've got some focus, there's always something else that happens. And this little area up here is very vibrant. There's always stuff happening. You'd have thought, having had a a career in the health service, 
you'd want nothing to do with that after that. I know. <laughs> I agree. But on the other hand, it's sort of in your blood. So you do. And there's all that history, all the things you know that work and don't work. And all of us who've worked for a long time in an organisation will know that that happens. Other people come along, they have an idea. You know that it doesn't necessarily work, but sometimes it does with fresh blood and fresh ideas. So we're looking all the time, we're looking for fresh ideas. This isn't a static organisation at all. It may be an old hospital, but there's always new stuff, new blood and new people. And the nursing staff, for instance, are fabulous and they come from locally and from around, well, from all over the world, in fact. It's very refreshing. It's a very vibrant place. Now Brexit has settled down, we are getting into more international nurses coming over and we've actually got three at the moment, all from the Philippines. And it's great, actually, because it gives a wider scope for the staff. It's just interesting having different cultures, different ideas working together. How do you support them when they've come from all over the world to end up here? Well, one of the problems we had before was that rye accommodation is very scarce so we were very lucky a local businessman offered us a house that he was doing up which he's converted three-bed house so we have all three of them are now in an address in rye we didn't have that before and that's always been a bit of a sticking point because bus connections train connections to rye are always a little bit difficult so most of the nurses would probably go to either the conquest or eastbourne or bexhill so we do have that extra thing now that we have got the option of being able to offer accommodation, which is great. And if people want to get involved in volunteering, what do you need and how do people get in touch? We have various areas that people can volunteer. We have the reception desk, so we have a part-time receptionist who works in the mornings, Tuesday to Friday, but we have various slots and we're always looking for extra people to cover holiday because um, it's always nice to have someone to meet and greet when patients come in mainly the outpatient department. We have a few gardeners, although I think we're okay for gardening. Any kind of help at fundraising events, whether it's shaking a bucket or actually leading on an event. We've also got spaces on our fundraising committee for people who like to do a little bit more. We do have volunteers who just come in to spend time with the patients, mainly patients who perhaps don't get visitors because their relatives are too far away or they just don't have anyone, and they will go down and talk with them. We have an activities coordinator, so they make stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. So there's various opportunities and really all they need to do is get in touch with me, either email or phone, and we'll take it from there. The email is francesca at ryehospital.org.uk. Thanks to Fran and to Jackie. More about the hospital at ryehospital.org.uk and you'll find loads about the hospital's history there. As ever, there are pictures on the RICAST website, RICAST.org. And don't forget, if you'd like to suggest where RICAST goes next, just drop me an email. It's RICASSUSSEX at gmail.com. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.